Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the March 8th, 2023, 163rd edition, always broadcasting from the Somark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. School board ballot gets a little lighter as two candidates withdraw. Proclamations highlight a moment with the mayor. Music, dance, and film kicks off Arts Week. And Summit advances to the boys' basketball state semifinals. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve welcomes the managing editor of the Mansfield Record, Amanda Kowalski. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area. And when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. I'd like to welcome back an old sponsor. This portion of the news brought to you by Trinity Roofing and Construction. The race for MISD School Board Place 6 has tightened up to a two-person race as candidates Dustin McDonald and Ann Wydeck have withdrawn from the race. On the May 6th ballot for Place 6 are Benita Reed and Quinton V. Huckabee. Incumbent and current school board president Courtney Lackey Wilson is the lone candidate for place six. On the city council side, the ballot is set for three races. Place six sees incumbent Todd Tenori running against retiree Gary Cardinal. Incumbent Larry Brosh is running unopposed for place seven. And in a special election, place three shows former city councilman Brent Newsom running against Parks Board President Scott Bowman. Early voting runs April 26th through May 2nd, with Election Day falling on Saturday, May 6th. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. Now, I know you're sitting there going, well, wait a second, didn't you just do this last week? Well, yes, two weeks in a row. We'll talk about why they're doing that. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We say happy Tuesday morning to Mayor Michael Evans. Good morning, Steve. It's good to be here today. Now. Why did the city council do two consecutive weeks of, of meetings? Well, uh, we moved. Well, first of all, we just love meeting. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we moved. We moved our, our meetings in March to accommodate us uh, for spring break, and uh, uh. we we just we you know we want to give 
give give uh, council staff some time to to breathe. Yeah, you started <laughs> off the meeting with two proclamations. We did, we did. City council and I, uh, I read a, a proclamation in honor of retired Judge L. Clifford Davis. Uh, th- this this man filed lawsuits that were instrumental in ending segregation here in Mansfield as well as in uh, the Fort Worth uh, school districts. Uh, he is a civil rights icon and champion. And um, when he comes back to Mansfield now, he's 98 years old. Yeah. And when he comes back, I mean, he he's all smiles uh, because he knew Mansfield in 1956. And to see what our city has become here in 2023, uh, just, just, I mean, it just causes him to glow uh, as he speaks so highly of uh, our city and just just who we are today. So um, this this is just paying homage to yeah. a person like him. He's, yes. a, he's a walking piece of history. Period. I mean, he actually served with uh, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. Of course, you know, uh, Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. So uh, th- this man is just that. He's a walking history book. You're right. Yeah, what an honor to have him in the chambers last night. Yes, sir. American Red Cross Month. Yeah, we uh, proclaimed March as American Red Cross Month. Uh, and and um, during that meeting, I just encouraged the citizens to uh, follow in the Red Cross's mission and to seek opportunities uh, to perform a simple acts of kindness uh, for others. I just think that, um, you know, the American Red Cross does so much uh, for people Everywhere, all the time, all over the globe, actually. You heard from some community members regarding the land use project. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, you know what? And, and one of them may be quite familiar to you. Uh, Dr. Maria Martinez Casillo was there. Yes. Uh, she uh, spoke uh, to us in regarding our future land use plan, as did uh, Dr. Nakia uh, Lewis. And um, let me tell you, we are preparing for a a. Just a, a robust and outstanding uh, city. Uh, we, we are we're planning for Mansfield 2040. We're getting ourselves ready for what our city looks like today and what we hope that it will look like in the years to come. So uh, these two women, they demonstrate, I think, to each and every one of us just what and who the dreamers are in our city. And um, I want to thank all of the folks who serve on that committee, uh, really, uh, because uh, they they're participating and they're giving their best. And let me also mention this, that um, there will be virtual uh, open houses, virtual meetings uh, throughout the course of this. And I'm just hoping that people will will get involved. We need to hear from everybody who lives in Mansfield. And they just simply need to go to Mansfield2040.com, Mansfield2040.com, and participate in the future land use process. We got a new window company coming to Mansfield. Really excited about that. Uh, we approved an agreement with the uh, Crystal Windows and Door System. They're going to bring the uh, their uh, commercial window manufacturer to Mansfield uh, in, in uh, what we call the Mushroom property, uh, north of Heritage Parkway and west of 287. And uh, the company is also going to uh, build a, a 36 million dollar regional headquarters. Yeah. $36 million regional headquarters that will include 650 full-time jobs. You heard me, 650 full-time jobs. So uh, we, we have another corporate headquarters that's coming to the city of Mansfield, and we are happy about that. Council approved a special use permit, and let's uh, get into that. Yeah, we did. A special use permit for uh, multifamily uh, housing at uh, 151 North Miller Road. Uh, this development, of course, is going to provide additional housing options uh, for Mansfield residents. Um, and it's in that reserve area. It was, uh, these were, were already uh, approved. The zoning was approved uh, almost 10, 12 years ago. Uh, but uh, council did uh, have uh, the opportunity uh, to uh, make five uh, recommendations uh, regarding uh, the uh, units and the uh, developer agreed to uh, all of our terms. And uh, what's good about this is that uh, we are continuing uh, to uh, provide additional housing options for Mansfield residents. We're working hard to make sure that we are a balanced balanced city in regard to uh, age and multi-generational groups and otherwise. My notes just says ARPA. 
Yes, ARPA. What is ARPA? American Rescue Plan Act of funding. Uh, these were dollars that were made available uh, to uh, uh, states and uh, municipalities uh, through the federal government uh, during the uh, period of the pandemic. Uh, now, we had right at about uh, six million dollars that was allocated uh, to uh, to Mansfield, give or take a few hundred thousand dollars uh, from from the uh, federal government, and uh, we're going to use the dollars for projects that include a sensory friendly training for uh, city staff. Uh, let me let me just be specific. Uh, there are individuals in our city who they might be on the autism uh, uh, um, spectrum and things of that nature where loud sounds and, and things like that uh, prohibit them from participating in some of the events and festivals that we have in town. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be sensitive to those uh, individuals. We want them to also have access uh, to these remarkable experiences. So uh, let's say that a parent brings their, their children to something and, and a loud boom or something like that uh, startles their child. Uh, we're going to have uh, stations, sensory stations set up so that they can if you would calm down and um, then be able to re-enter and um, uh, um, to enjoy uh, those um, uh, attractions or what have you, uh, we also uh, we're also going to try something. I think you're going to like this, Steve. Okay. Uh, we're going to try a have a year long trial or art gallery. Art gallery and art gallery in downtown Mansfield. Boy, look at how sophisticated we are, I tell you. <laughs> and, and, and also in regard to uh, Catherine Rose Memorial Park, we're talking about um, massive improvements and um, just really bringing that park up to date. And um, the attractions that's going to be there is going to be great for people of all ages and especially for uh, uh, younger people. So listen, uh, Mansfield is continuing to be that place where people can live, learn, work, and also play. And we're excited about the great things that's taking place. I think a downtown art gallery would be a great idea. I just spent this last weekend, uh, went out of town. We visited three art galleries. We could stay in town and visit three art galleries. Yep. If they were here. And guess what? They are going to be here. And yeah. I am hoping that um, the citizenry that the, and the residents, that they really take advantage of uh, what's coming to town. So, you know, now, now think about it. So, so you've got you've got art gallery and then we also uh, approved the uh, special event permit for this year's Music Alley. Now, this year's Music Alley is going to be bigger and better. We're talking about car shows. I mean, we're talking about music along the trails. I'm really just all over the city. Uh, and um, we're hoping that people will come out from 4 to 10 p.m. on Saturday, April the 29th, into the historic downtown area and just live it up. So uh, it's going to be great. And and I hope folks listen. You know what? We might even see dancing in the streets, man. I mean, who oh. knows? You know, it might it might be uh, uh, that kind of a gathering. So uh, uh, we we are hoping that folks will really again mark that down. Saturday, April the 29th in historic downtown Mansfield, and really we're going to have good stuff taking place all over the city. I hope folks get involved in all of that. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Mayor, close us out. What else you got on there? Well, you know, uh, we, we opened up, we had a, a work session, and the uh, city council, we discussed uh, the, our priorities for 2023, and our priorities, of course, are the very priorities that's been communicated to us by the people we serve, and that's everybody uh, in the city. So uh, we're going to focus on comprehensive economic development, uh, uh, inclusivity for for all generational groups, multi-generational groups. We want to have a, a, a multi-generational city. Uh, we're talking about innovation, uh, building the innovation corridor, and just building strong neighborhoods, walkable neighborhoods, and investing always in our public safety and also our infrastructure, that is traffic and otherwise. So, you know, these are the things we have the opportunity to talk about. It's a pleasure, a blessing serving the great city of Mansfield. Steve, thank you always for allowing me to come just to give a recap of what took place in our city council meetings. Always a pleasure to have you in the studio. That is a moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. 
The fifth annual Arts Week takes place this weekend, which includes four days of live theater, music, arts exhibits, hands-on experiences, and of course, the ever-popular Kids Day. Events and activities include an art scavenger hunt, a jazz concert at The Lot, a visual art gallery opening at the Far Best Theater, a bad art class, historic downtown architectural tours, a free concert by Mariachi Las Alteñas, and it's called The Wildest Dog Show in the West. It's Davis's Muttley Crew. Bert Davis is the clown with all the dogs, and Bert also reached the third round of America's Got Talent back in 2010. Arts Week happens Friday through Monday at various locations throughout the city, and if you want a complete schedule of events, visit MansfieldTexasArts.org. In sports, the Summit Jaguar boys basketball team is advancing to the UIL Boys Basketball State Tournament for the first time in school history. The Jags will play in the state semifinals to determine who will play in the 5A UIL State Championship. Summit is ranked 8th in the state and will play the 7th-ranked Colleen Ellison at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday, March 9th at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Summit advanced to the state semis by defeating El Paso Chapin on Saturday in Wichita Falls by a score of 54 to 47. At this point, the Jags have a season win-loss record of 31 and 5. If you have a comment about the show, you know the good, the bad, the ugly doesn't matter to us. You can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that is 817-435-2938, or you can send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. It's that time of year again where we move our clocks forward by an hour as daylight saving time starts on Sunday at 2 a.m. Daylight saving time, that wonderful time of the year when the sun sets later in the day so most Americans can tend to their farm later in the evening. Or at least that was the intent back in 1908. Let's see what Mother Nature's intentions are as we check the weather forecast with Colleen. I think we need to keep an eye on Mother Nature this time of year. Her intentions may not always be good. We've got a semi-stationary front moving through later in the week that will bring us some rain. There's a really slight chance of rain Tuesday, increasing into Thursday, and tapering off on Friday, with the best chance of rain 60% on Thursday. After that front moves through, high pressure sets up, and we should be dry through the weekend. We're looking at a high of 67 degrees on Wednesday, 79 degrees on Thursday, 64 degrees on Friday, 68 degrees on Saturday, 70 degrees on Sunday, 64 degrees on Monday, and 67 degrees on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Angel Biasati. If you'll be traveling over spring break, we'll have some tips for safe traveling with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that might have you channeling your inner Carrie Bradshaw. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. 
We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Shernette Mendez, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was Main Street called prior to 1958? According to the City of Mansfield website, before changing its name to Main Street, the north-south thoroughfare through downtown was known as Water Street. Charnette has won a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, We Are TPM, and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. And as a reminder, not every winner submits their answer on Wednesday. So if you're listening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know what? Just give it a shot. You may be taking home a $25 gift card. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, this week's exercise is actually very simple. Realtor Beth Steinke hosts the weekly Mansfield Real Estate Market Update on this podcast, and she wants to know what's on your mind when it comes to local real estate. The first person to submit a real estate-related question to Beth will win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of their choice. The email address is trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati is here with some spring break travel tips in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? According to the airport's NAAA, more than 100,000 people plan to take a family vacation this spring, whether packing up the car for a quick road trip or packing a suitcase. Planning ahead can take some of the stress out of travel. With a little pre-planning, you can make sure your spring break is easy and enjoyable. To get the most pleasure, increase your protein intake. Sneak some extra protein into your diet. Swap out those scrumptious chips for nuts or trail mix. Add a hard-boiled egg to salads or try some Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. Eating healthy will make you feel better. 
To defend against germs, take a daily vitamin and remember to wash your hands often. Washing your hands and using hand sanitizer will keep germs away. And by taking a daily multivitamin or vitamin C, you'll strengthen your immune system and fight off potential bugs. If you're traveling abroad, be sure to have your immunizations up to date and confirm that your destination hasn't been impacted by a disease outbreak or a natural disaster. You can go online to the cdc.gov for the latest travel notices and recommendations for staying safe and healthy. Another tip is stay hydrated. Make sure your body is getting enough fluids in your system to stay hydrated. And if you're traveling abroad, think bottled water. It's best to use store-bought bottled water to prevent sensitive stomach issues. Even something as simple as brushing your teeth with tap water can put your stomach at risk. Be prepared on your trip with medications. Before you leave, make a checklist of all the medications you'll need to bring and stick to it. Make sure to include sunscreen and over-the-counter pain relievers if you're prone to headaches or migraines, a list of your medications, allergy, and insurance information can also come in handy. Stick with those healthy habits even when you're away from home. Hydration and nutrition are extremely important. Remember to have bottled water and a healthy snack on hand, which will give you energy while you're out and about. Don't risk becoming dehydrated or having low sugar, which can make you feel sick and turn a much-anticipated vacation into a nightmare. Also, remember to get plenty of sleep and minimize jet lag. Lack of sleep can affect your memory, your mood, and make you feel groggy. It can also affect your immune system, making it harder for you to fight off colds and other illnesses. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Shaken or stirred. Either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain unveils another freezer door cocktail in the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Freezer Door Cosmopolitan. A couple weeks ago, I started a new series on freezer door cocktails. If this term is still new to you, it's an all-in-one pre-mixed drink right in the liquor bottle that can be made ahead and left in the freezer until ready to serve. Again, I want to thank BHG.com for some background information on freezer door math and how to make great freezer door cocktails. But this cocktail is actually a repeat from April of 2021 when I talked about the history of the Cosmopolitan, all of its nuances, that it came from the Daisy cocktail, that it's the original grandfather of the sour combination, um, and all of that. And it's such an American classic that I really felt like this one had to be on our freezer door list. Be very, very careful with the amount of non-alcoholic things that you're putting in because it can have a tendency to freeze. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions, and as always, posting them on bourbongospel.com. So this week's The Freezer Door Cosmopolitan. Ingredients. You're going to need about 12 ounces of a citrus or plain vodka. You're going to need 8 ounces of Cointreau, Grand Marnier, or Triple Sec. Back in the very first episode that I talked about this, I said one of the beautiful things about doing something like this, where you're making it ahead for yourself, is you get to pick the quality of the ingredients. So use a good vodka, use a good orange liqueur, like Cointreau or Grand Marnier. It will make a difference in the end cocktail, and especially here in this cocktail where the orange liqueur is going to really pop. And then use four ounces of fresh lime juice, remember fresh matters, and one ounce of cranberry juice. Directions, you're going to put all of those into an empty vodka bottle with a screw top and place it in the freezer. To serve, take the bottle out of the freezer, making sure the top is still secure, give the bottle a few shakes to remix, pour into a chilled coupe or martini glass. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can always reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Rosalie Gilbert. 
cultural arts supervisor for the city of Mansfield. You're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, you know what I always like to do is uh, I like to Google my guest's name to see if anybody else shares the same name. And so my guest in the studio today is not the health economist, associate professor of economics at Yale. She is not a soccer star with the Chicago Red Stars. She's not an actress that I know of. Uh, she's not a uh, an award-acclaimed photographer or even a country singer, again, that I know of. Uh, she is the managing editor and owner of the Mansfield Record, our local online newspaper. Amanda Kowalski, welcome to About Mansfield. Hi, how are you? I, I'm doing super. Now, I should have asked you, because I know that professionally you go by Amanda Rogers, because that was your name before... You met your husband, Bob, and yet um, personally, you go by Amanda Kowalski. So in terms of this interview today, how should I address you? You can just call me whatever you want. <laughs> How's that? How about Amanda? That's cool. That is just fine. Okay. Where are you from? I am from Arkansas. And, and the reason I ask that is because, you know, a lot of people in Mansfield, especially those who have been around for a while, know the name Amanda Rogers as the columnist, the reporter, the managing editor. They know the name Amanda Kowalski, uh, but they don't know the person, Amanda Rogers Kowalski. So, all right, you're from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And if I recall from your social media posts, I see a lot of uh, I, I, Hot Springs area. Yes, I was born in Hot Springs. My family is, um, there's a thing they call old Mansfield. That means your family's been here for like five or six generations. I am old Hot Springs. We <laughs> we date back about six, seven generations in Hot Springs. But I grew up, I was born in Hot Springs in a national park. I was actually born in the national park. Wow. And just in the same hospital my mother and my grandmother were born in. And um, I am related to most of the state, and I graduated from high school down in McGee, which is in the Delta. Hmm. So if I get nervous, I will start to to drawl, and you probably won't be able to understand me. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll try not to uh, to get the drawl out of you then. So Hot Springs is in the, the southern part of Arkansas. It's and, central. And it's funny because I, I was thinking about this the other day. I said, wouldn't that be ironic if Amanda Rogers was born in Rogers, Arkansas. No, but we have a lot. Um, I told you I was related to most of the state. So, yes, um, Rogers is very likely that is my family because my family, my, the Rogers side is from the west side. My mother's family is from the east side. So I married <laughs> a guy from Michigan so that kids would come out normal. Uh, they They say that in Hot Springs, if you drink the water, it's like the water's magic or... There's something about the water in Hot Springs. What it is? It has a lot of minerals in it um, because it's coming up from. Um, there's a lot of hot springs actually in Hot Springs. There's multiples. They have so many that they have to cap them all. Um, and so um, I don't know if it has magic. Um, we drink it. Uh, my mother had a fish that lived for 12 years, a goldfish. So it was doing something. My grandfather um, had a really bad burn, and he. He just poured the water over it and it healed without a scar. It's, I mean, it's something that's coming. It's, you know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt you. It tastes really good. And I remember that, that they have kiosks in downtown mm -hmm. Hot Springs where you can take your one gallon or five gallon jug and just fill it up. For free. For free. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then we all take the baths in it and we all go and sit in these big bathtubs and um, act like we're gangsters. And we sit in there and we get the massage and we drink. At the Arlington Hotel? That's where um, they have it at the Arlington. And then the Buckstaff Bath is the only operating Buckstaff, is the only operating bathhouse still um, on Bathhouse Row. And then um, the Arlington Hotel has it inside. A couple of the other hotels do, too. I actually, our wedding reception was at the Arlington Hotel. The Arlington Hotel. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in McGee, Arkansas, which is in, it's literally about 10 miles from the Mississippi River. And um, my dad worked down there. My mom was a teacher, and my dad sold chemicals and seed to really rich farmers. Who um, and I grew up. I graduated with 120 fantastic people. I hope they're all listening to me right now. Anyway, um, and 
I know almost where every single one of those people is to this day. So you all kept in touch? Yes. The, uh, social media? Yes. And what was the name of the school? McGee. McGee you just, High School. You just have the one. You have McGee Junior High, you have <laughs> McGee High School, you have McGee Elementary. We were the largest class to ever graduate from McGee with 120 kids. Still. And all 120 get together for the, the reunions? No. 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 They're all over the world. Okay. Yeah, we have people all over the place. But uh, McGee High School, and the mascot was? The Owls. The Owls. They were the Mighty Owls. Were you involved in any curricular or extracurricular activities? The newspaper and the yearbook. Of course. Yes. So journalism goes all the way back, not uh, even prior to high school? or I, um, I actually started writing for the local newspaper when I was 16 years old. Um, we wrote the um, the Maggie Media, and um, that was in our local weekly newspaper, and we were very proud of it. And then we had MHS Express was our newspaper, and then we had the Owl Yearbook. The You started working for the newspaper. What was the name of the newspaper? The name of the newspaper was the McGee Times and Dermont News. The McGee. <laughs> yep. We were very With the readership of... Oh, the town only had 5,000, so you can guess. But people would, this is how sweet it is. We had a, a four-way stop. We only had one actual light, stoplight in McGee. And we had a four-way stop down by the bank. And kids would sell the newspaper on the corner for a nickel every Thursday afternoon. I was not one of those kids. I was excited because my my stuff was in the paper. Because you were writing. You're yes. Not, you're not part of the distribution. No. Nice. But I have I have delivered the paper before, but not there. What does one do on a Friday night in McGee, Arkansas, when there's not a high school football game going on? Well, if there's a football game going on or a basketball game, you go there immediately. Right. The rest of the time, you get ground up all of your friends, and you throw them all in the back of your car, and you drive around Sonic until you can't anymore. You drive around <laughs> Sonic. Yes. So... Uh, that's that's kind of McGee's version of of cruising the main street. Oh yeah, was just we doing would, circles around Sonic. We would do Sonic, and then we'd go down through the downtown loop. Or if you were, or if you were me and my friends, um, we would actually go across the river. We would go across to Greenville. That was senior year. Crossing and, the river because in um, Greenville. You could go into the dance clubs when you were eighteen, and I didn't care anything about drinking. I just wanted to dance. And so we would go across and we would dance with all the Mississippi boys. And so that's what we did on Friday nights. That's why you like to hang out down there at the uh, the dance hall, don't you? Yes. I just like to dance. I'm not good at it, but I like to do it. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, the, uh, the, the McGee Owls... Did you have a good football team? We were awesome. Awesome. They won. Wow, with enthusiasm. <laughs> they they won state the year after I graduated in 1984. And then they went on to win like three or four more years directly right after that. So um, they were, we were really good. They are still very good, very good football team. You you said the, t the, the town was 5,000. Uh, 5,413. Unless someone had a baby. Or, well, or, now they're or, down to 5,000. Okay. Yeah, because I moved. So anyway. <laughs> the football team was uh, uh, six man or 11 man? Oh, no. Is, it was, is yeah. full on. Yeah. And here in Texas where you've got 1A up to mm -hmm. 6A. We were 8AA. We were in. I don't know what that means. So we were in District Eight, and we were Double A, which meant that we weren't the smallest, but we weren't the largest. We were because it went went up to Five A at that time. Oh, okay. And so we were Double A. I was a sports reporter, so <laughs> these things I know. Until you handed that off to your husband. Oh no, not really. Does, <laughs> and we'll 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 get into we'll get into him in a bit. Uh, you graduated high school. Mm -hmm. You were still. Um, Still working with the McGee Times? Mm -mm. No, I went to I went to college um, and worked for the newspaper at college. Where'd you go to college? I went to school at Northeast Louisiana, which if you Google, you'll find out doesn't exist anymore. It is now called University of Louisiana Monroe. Ah, it's in Monroe, Louisiana. I think one of our city councilmen is from Monroe. Ta Todd Tenori and his wife. They both we were at school at the same time. Oh, really? We did not know each other. But you went to the same. We went to the same college at the same time. That's so. Um, we have a good time talking about that. And you worked on the newspaper there? Yes, I did. Journalism was your major? Yes, it was. So you knew by, I'd say, what, middle of high school, you knew where your career was going? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Really? And then... And what happened to that? I, um, I had this much-loved dog, and we took the dog to the vet, and the dog had to get a shot, and I wound up underneath the the dog on the floor. 
because I passed out cold. And so that's when I decided I should be a writer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Usually it's the fear of blood or... No, that or, didn't bother me. I just no. passed out cold. Just bam. Anyway, so I've said, you know, anyway. So I just really, I loved animals, but I'm not good at science. You still have a, a love for animals. Oh, though. yeah. We have three dogs. Okay. Their dogs' names are? We have Cooper, who is the best dog in the world. We have um, Walter, who has some mental issues, and he's a rescue. And then we have Brody, who I call Boo Boo. And Brody is thinks he is Godzilla, and he's a Yorkshire Terrier, weighs seven pounds. Well, hopefully the other two aren't offended that uh, Cooper is the best dog in the world. Everybody knows Cooper's the best dog in the world. <laughs> what breed? They're dachshunds. Back to college, the um, out there in East Louisiana. Correct. What were some of the fun times uh, of, of your uh, your time in college? I really, because I graduated with honors from high school, and it was all about make good grades, make good grades. So I went to college. I had, it was all about the social. Yeah. And you can ask Todd. Todd was, yeah, we were probably at the same party. Um, but it was a really good time. I learned to eat crawfish. Um, met a lot of wonderful people. Had a really good time. Pledged to sorority. I had a great time. You worked on the school newspaper. You were there all four years working? Yeah, and then I transferred to University of Arkansas at Little Rock um, because I was having much too much fun. And so there was not much fun at University of Arkansas at Little Rock. Um, and so then I went to work for um, um, the Hot Springs newspaper, the Hot Springs Sentinel Record. Um, they needed a sports writer. Mm. And so I went down there, dressed up, and went out and covered football, basketball, track, um, I covered just about everything. And the horse racing. And the horse racing. Yes. They're in Little Rock. Uh, horse racing is um, at Oakland Park mm -hmm. in in Hot Springs. And my family dates, I mean, we've been getting into Oakland Park since we seven, eight generations. So um, I ended up writing about a jockey who broke his neck, actually. He fell from a horse, and they couldn't find out. What was wrong with him? He, I mean, tough, tough. Jockeys are very tough people. Mm -hmm. And he, every time he tried to get on a horse, he would throw up. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him because they, they, these people are really some of the strongest, toughest people on the planet. And they finally found out that he was walking around with a broken neck the whole time. Wow. And so nobody could get to him. Nobody could get to him. Um, and so one of our backshop guys, the guys who built our our um, our newspaper said, I know the guy, I can get you in. Nobody could get to him. He wasn't doing interviews because jockeys don't want people to think that they're damaged. And so um, he took this little 22-year-old girl out there who, you know, I'm wearing my little high heels and my pantyhose and my, my little dress, and I went out there, and I got the story, and I was picked up by the racing form. I was picked up by everybody, and I'm like... I like this. This is fun. And I didn't expose the guy. I'd, I was very respectful. Mm -hmm. And he was, he still, you know, he was fine with the story, but he didn't want um, a crusty old journalist to come out there and get him. So they took the little 22 year old out there and the I got a pretty him. little 22 year old that mm -hmm. uh, nice with the high heels. Yes. And was that the first time that you, you, a, a, one of your articles went into syndication? No. I um, had been doing some freelancing during the summer when I was off college. I had freelance for a local newspaper in um, Crossit. And um, one of the big things about Crossit, Arkansas, if you're from Arkansas, you know that Barry Switzer is from Crossit. Hmm. And Switzer came home. He was coming home for a, a class reunion, and nobody could get to him. And I got to him, and it got picked up. Nice. And that was fun. That was a good time. So he was very nice to me. He was very, when, very nice to me. How does that feel when you go, you know what? Wow, I was writing for this little town newspaper, and all of a sudden, my work is all over the country. It was it was weird because when you write this story, you're so focused. You know this because you're so focused on what you're doing that you're not thinking, who's going to read this? Who's right. going to do this? You just want to get the story right, and you want to be accurate, and you want to be fair. And so when... Then all of a sudden, you know, people are, it's translated in other languages and you're like, 
well, that was weird. <laughs> and so, but you can't really think about that when you're writing, you know, it's kind of like you, when you're doing your podcast, it's like, you know, you're just sitting there talking to somebody. And you're you not, hope that maybe three people are listening. Yeah. And then when you find out, you know, it's like, whenever I go on television, it's like, I'm just talking to somebody. I'm not thinking about that. There's like 3 million people walking, watching this. I can't, cause I can't do that. When you left Little Rock, uh, where'd you had where'd you go after that? So after Hot Springs, um, I went to the Arkansas Democrat, which was in Little Rock, um, and then it was the Democrat. Now it's the Democrat Gazette, um, and worked on the copy desk there. So I stopped writing because the with um, when you're on the copy desk, you have regular hours, and so that was kind of nice because I had gotten married, and it was nice. He was on the copy desk too, so we worked side mm-hmm. by side. Um, so we worked there for about a year and a half. At um at the Arkansas Democrat when we were in a newspaper war with the Arkansas Gazette, so it was really fun. Uh-huh. It was a really good time. We were covering um, um at that time Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton was a big deal, and there was a lot of a lot of stuff going on. It was a lot of fun. I I know that in the media there 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 is that that desire to get the story on whether it's published first, whether it's on the air first. Or was it? Was there that competition in in Little Rock? Oh, they would kill you. They would literally cut you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I wasn't part of that. I was just making sure that everything was right, you know, because I'm like 23 years old at this point, and I'm making sure that these these reporters who are working so hard that everything is spelled right, and they didn't call, you know, the assistant governor, the, you know, somebody else's name, that yes, that actually is the assistant. You know what I mean? You're making sure sure that all their stuff is right. And so we just felt like, and we were good. That was a really good copy desk. Those were some really passionate people. At what point did you come to Mansfield? So, and and what brought you to Mansfield? Because it sounds like you're deeply rooted in Arkansas. So um, my husband is from Michigan, from Detroit. He is very proud of his Detroit roots. And he wanted to go um, to go back up to Michigan. So we moved to Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. Michigan. And I saw my first um, snowblower. And I saw my first snowplow. And I was very excited. And then after eight years there, I was over it. I was so far over it. Um, we had three little kids. And anytime you went anywhere, you had to dig out of the house and so then Bob got, my husband, Bob, got a job with the um, Arlington Star-Telegram mm. as they were in a vicious war with the Arlington um, Dallas Morning News. And he was hired to, to produce high school sports. And so I just followed along. We worked in Michigan. We both worked for the Grand Rapids Press. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he moved down here and I thought, well, I'll just stay home and be a mom. That lasted six months. And I was like, I'm going over the wall. I'm, I'm, I love these kids more than my life, but man, I'm bored. And yeah. so you can just watch Barney so many times until <laughs> things start to get odd. So, so your kids were of that. They were real little pre elementary school. Um, Barney. That's... <laughs> um, Pete was in first grade when we moved down here. Okay. And my Pete's old, your eldest. Pete is our eldest. And then um, Alex and then Joe. Alex went to the Navy. They're both Pete and Alex were. Pete and Alex. And Joe is married. They're all married now. Joe is the, and we're going to get into the pickle raid here shortly. Uh, Joe is the pickle dude. Correct. He is our six foot dancing pickle mascot. Nice. Yes. Uh, you got tired, of, bored of being the, the house mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I, you got a job where? I went to Joshua. They needed an editor. They needed somebody who did everything. So in Joshua, I was the sports editor, the um, news photographer. I was the editor. And so we did everything for this weekly newspaper. And I did that for six months. And they were starting a new um, a new publication with the Star-Telegram called Hometown Star. It was like, and Bob's boss um, saw me and saw what I was doing. He's like, well, you're getting hired because um, <laughs> they couldn't get it out of special edition. And so I just threw everything in the back of my truck and I delivered the paper. And he's like, okay, I need somebody who will do that. And so I worked for the Star-Telegram for six years, starting with Hometown Star. Then I moved to the city desk. Then I moved to Features and worked in downtown um, with the Features department for about three years. And Star-Telegram was also the owner of the Mansfield News Mirror. Correct. Is that how that led to? Pretty much, yeah. And were you, uh, so you'd mentioned 
Bob got a job with the Arlington mm-hmm. Star-Telegram. Right. Were you living in Arlington or? Correct. We lived in Arlington for about three years, but we didn't feel like we were at home. It's just, I'm a small town person. He's a very large town person. He's he's from a big town, but I'm a small town person. And so um, the kids would come home and, you know, they would make a friend and then the friend would move. And it just didn't feel like home. I was I went to school with the same hundred kids yeah. for, you know, like 10 years. And so I didn't know what it was like. And so um, we wanted to move to a little town, Mansfield, um, where there was one high school, and it was so sweet and so wonderful. And as soon as we got here, they built another high school, and then they built another one. What year are we talking? We moved in 2020, or we moved in 2000. In yeah. 2000 to yeah. Mansfield. Yeah, we moved in 2000. Uh, and that, is that when the Mansfield News Mirror, when did no. you get a job with the News Mirror? In 2005. Okay. So... In 2005, I became the editor there. Because your name, <clears throat> we moved here in 2004. For some reason, maybe I didn't read or pay attention to the bylines in 2004. Your name has always been synonymous with the Mansfield News Mirror, whether it was well, uh, nice. the the columns that you wrote or the stories that you reported on. Um, it was always Amanda Rogers and 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 crew. When I interviewed your your former colleague Nicholas Sacalaris, uh, he mentioned some names that that man- managing editors that I had I had no clue as to who they were. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, your name to uh, in my mind again going back eighteen years was always synonymous with the news mirror. There really weren't that many before. Um, Bridget Cummings was wonderful. That's probably... That was a name she... Yes. Yes, she's wonderful. She works. Um, she worked for KRLD for a long time after she left there. And um, I think she works for Mauser now. And her husband, Tommy, um, we worked for, for a Tommy long time. Cummings uh, was, was a contributor on the podcast for a while. He's wonderful. Um, and, then, um, and then before that, it was pretty much, it was Jerry Evansberger who owned the paper for a really long time. So there really weren't that many before. Um, Bridget was there for a long time and did a great job. Mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't know Mr. Evansberger. We are talking with Amanda Rogers, Amanda Kowalski. And next week, we will pick up right where we left off. We will talk about Mansfield News, politics, the city's largest party, and the always entertaining lightning round. As always, this is the place where you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. You will never receive any spam from us. That's our promise to you. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature Michael Evans. Science reporter Dennis Webb. Sports Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield.